despite a lot of these funds having green in their title, sometimes it's difficult to see how sustainable they are. Some funds will just exclude any fossil fuel assets, but may still have a quite high carbon footprint. Hello, this is the weekly Tradecast, a podcast brought to you by UNCTAD, the UN's trade and development body. I'm Sarah Toms. We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the world. This week, we're looking at the popularity and pitfalls of green investing. To help protect our planet, many people want to put their money into companies that meet certain environmental, social and governance standards. These ESG credentials, as they are known, are big business attracting billions of dollars in investment and the creation of new funds and bonds to capitalise on the trend. But not all companies are genuine in their fight against climate change and a more equitable society. So what can we do to ensure that our investments are actually benefiting people and the planet? Well, joining me now is economist Joseph Clements. He's been working on sustainable investment at UNCTAD for the last 12 years and jointly set up the UN Global Observatory on Sustainable Finance and Sustainable Development Goals SDG Investors. He likes swimming outdoors, Swiss trains and the London Review of Books. And he supports Sheffield United football team. Well, good luck with that, Joe. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us today. When did this attention on green investing really start to take off and how is it evolving? Yeah, great. Thanks. It's nice to be here. It's got a fairly long history, really. I think you can go all the way back to the 19th century, really, to look at the origins of you know, socially responsible uh, companies and investors in places like the UK during the Industrial Revolution. And jumping forward, the 1960s saw uh, the start of uh, socially responsible investment and then moving on from that, you know, the, uh, the divestment movement around apartheid South Africa until perhaps we look at, say, 1990, when MSCI introduced its first uh, ESG index. And that was the 1990s were therefore the the really kind of pioneering uh, era of uh, ESG investment, which started to accelerate at the beginning of the century. And then I think next step would be 2015 with the introduction of the Sustainable Development Goals and the Paris Agreement on Climate Change, which then really focused people's attention, investors' attention, asset managers, institutional investors, and a greater awareness of the risks around sustainability and acceleration of ESG investment, uh, both by you know large uh, asset managers and institutional investors, but also at the retail end as well. That's uh, fascinating, Joe, that uh, it dates back that far. I had no idea. But for a person now, say myself, if I wanted to invest in a greener way, what are my choices as an ordinary person? And do these investments actually deliver decent returns? Well, we're not financial advisors at the at the UN, uh, possibly, <laughs> thankfully. But we are focused much more on larger investors, institutional investors, such as pension funds, which are you know some of the largest holders mm. of assets, of equities and, and bonds in the world. Uh, pension funds, for example, have 56 trillion in assets uh, last year. And so if you look at ordinary people in inverted commas, like yourself, myself, we may have pensions and these pensions are going to be invested in companies uh, which may be more or less green. And there has been a lot of pressure on pension funds. Looking at the other half of your question, do these investments actually deliver decent returns? The research, I think, is varied, but they have been 
performing uh, relatively well financially. Uh, last year was the first year since 2018, actually, that they performed slightly worse than traditional funds by a small margin. But I think this can also be explained by the rise in fuel prices last year and the sort of deceleration in growth stocks that uh, ESG funds have often invested in. I think for, again, coming back to the issue of institutional investors and such as pension funds in the long term, for them, the question is about avoiding stranded assets and other sustainability risks uh, and trying to also benefit from the opportunities around investments in, related to the energy transition in areas such as renewables. They are huge holders of equities and bonds. They need to look 20, 30 years into the future. And therefore, I think that many of them are really starting to, to take seriously the issue of sustainability risk and sustainability risk management and really start to engage with their investees on issues around climate and around you know other green issues. Not all portfolios, though, are created equal. Is this enthusiasm for the environmental, social and governance investments, the ESG investments, is it making any difference to how companies behave? And is it actually helping the planet in meaningful ways? I think, yes. If you look at, for example, the role of, of engagement and divestment, we can see that oil companies, oil and gas companies, for example, are divesting fossil fuel assets at a rate of 15 billion a year. And that's obviously having a having an impact. However, you know, there is a but to that point, which is that these assets are often being bought by non-listed private companies mm -hmm. where there is uh, less requirements around reporting and disclosure. Mm -hmm. There's questions that still remain there. We looked at around 2,800 funds, which account for about half of the sustainable fund universe, as we call it. And we looked at their exposure to or their investments in what we call SDG investable sectors, so sectors that would have an impact on the SDGs and, and be sustainable. And we found that uh, about 30% of their assets, or half a trillion US dollars, were committed to eight of these sectors, which is an increase from the previous year, from 26%. And these are sectors such as health, renewables, mm. agri-food systems, and so on. Well, that sounds positive. But how do we know green investing is really green and that the companies are achieving real sustainability rather than just token targets? Yeah, I mean, th this is a, a key question and it's really important for the credibility and transparency of the market and eventually the growth of the market, which is what we would like mm. to see. Despite a lot of these funds having green in their title, sometimes it's difficult mm. to see how sustainable they are. Whilst you know some of the best performers certainly had an ESG rating that scored much higher than the benchmark index, there was still a significant proportion, about 25%, in fact, that scored below uh, the average, mm. uh, the MSCI benchmark. There's a big variance in the way that uh, these funds score in terms of their green credentials. That sometimes is to do with the strategy that they take, and some funds will just exclude any fossil fuel assets, but may still have quite high carbon footprint. There's been a proliferation of benchmarks and standards over the years, and you know that in itself creates its own problems in terms of comparing one market to another and even within markets. But we have seen a lot of efforts recently to harmonize uh, standards and to try and improve interoperability of standards or between standards. There's definitely work around this this issue and, and, and increasingly as well, uh, regulation of the sustainable finance market. And we've been monitoring the number of laws and, and policies and regulations introduced by countries, which has been on the increase in the last five years. And this indicates that governments are certainly taking a more active interest in the role of sustainable finance, how it can contribute better to the green transition, for example. So who has responsibility for pushing responsible investment further up the financial and political agenda? 
we look at the entire investment chain all the way from you know asset owners at one end down to asset managers and stock markets down to companies at the other it's not just us but there was the the ipcc report that recommended that the financial industry needed to reorientate more towards a more sustainable perspective uh, there was the recent uh, open letter by a number of government leaders that called for the finance industry to make more of an effort to contribute to sustainable uh, development and climate change mitigation efforts Certainly all of the, the, the actors within the financial industry and the investment chain, as we call it, need to have responsibility. With regard to the political agenda, there's organisations like the United Nations, which can provide information and also a forum for which people can sort of meet and uh, discuss these issues. It has We have a certain convening power. And then clearly governments and regulatory authorities mm. also have a strong role to play in shifting behaviour and the actions of certainly the financial industry. The sustainable fund market, although it's growing, uh, it's still only 4% of the global fund industry. And we would like to see that expand. We would like to see this financial system generally become more sustainable. And if you look at uh, sort of pension funds or sovereign wealth funds, there have been improvements in reporting and disclosure and actions around sustainability. But, you know, more needs to happen. We do see signs of, of resilience, as I say, a focus on transparency increasing harmonization with a perhaps a focus on regulation as well would be helpful for expanding the market going forward. Great. Thank you so much for bringing alive the topic of sustainable investment. That was UNCTAD's Joseph Clements, who was this week's guest. Tune into the weekly Tradecast next week and every week for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. There's even more on our website, unctad.org. I'm Sarah Toms in Geneva. Goodbye for now. <laughs>